Welcome to this special edition of Power of the Cross Radio Sermons. In this short teaching session, Lauren Larson explains manuscripts and different versions of the Bible. We hope you enjoy this audio. Now, here is Brother Larson. The best way to study the Bible is to translate the text yourself from the Greek or from the Hebrew. And, and, and that way you can come up with what is in the manuscript if you use the right sources. But the sources are so many, and most of us don't have that capability. I do not. I've studied enough Greek and Hebrew to be dangerous, <laughs> which means I can make it mean anything I want to, which is what most preachers do. So good word-for-word translations help the guy that doesn't know and the gal that doesn't know Hebrew or Greek to look at the text and see where there are differences. Now, the source, most people back in the day, my day, the argument was over Ford or Chevy. And, you know, the one you picked, Ford or Chevy, was usually the one your dad drove and the one your grandpa drove, because you were used to the one your dad drove. Well, I I buy Chevrolet. I buy Chevy. Chevy's the only truck. I don't get a Ford, a fixer, repair daily vehicle. I'm buying a Chevy. And you have no reason to, you have no knowledge of why Chevy was better than Ford. It didn't matter because you were just better with Chevy because your dad was better with Chevy. So it's what you were used to that you defended, even that you could never sit down and tear apart a Ford and Chevy, most of us, and say, which was better. You were just said, this is better because I've always used it. Hmm. Well, in translations, there's two things before you enter into the conversation of translations. There's two things that you have to learn about the translation you want to use, and that includes the King James. All translations use a source, and the source is uh, what we call manuscripts. Manuscripts were written from the original, which were autographs. Autographs is what Paul wrote or any of the writers of the Bible. We have no autographs left. All we have is the next level, manuscripts. So the King James people wrote from manuscripts that were 600 years old. But in the last 100 years, discoveries have found manuscripts that were only 300 years old. And the idea is, and this is called textual criticism, the idea is that the closer to the autograph, the less chance of error that there is. So sometimes in word-for-word translations, you don't, it's not the devil trying to rewrite the Bible, it's a different manuscript source. Good people found manuscripts that were younger, and according to their argument, the younger the manuscript, the closer to the autograph. But that's not always necessarily true. You know what? I'm not qualified to read the Hebrew and the Greek, and I'm not qualified to study the manuscripts, because I, even, if I, even, if they, if, even if I had access to them, I couldn't read them. I don't know what's under the hood. But you know what I can do? I can read English. And I do have the Holy Spirit living within me. 
So when there are differences in word-for-word translations, the first question I ask is, is it because they're operating from different sources? It's not because the devil's trying to get this to be left out. It's because in one source, the word is there, and another source, it's not. It's what they're translating. They're simply translating what is coming. Second issue that you have to understand about translations is the reason the publishers published For instance, the NIV was written with the publisher's idea not to use any language higher than a seventh grade reader. Now, that introduces problems right away because Greek is the most complex language that has ever existed, and already our English language doesn't have enough words to properly translate Greek. And so when the publisher comes along and wants to write a book that says... um, I'm going to cut out half the English words, anything that anybody above a seventh grade reading level couldn't get, then they have less words to choose from in their translation. Doesn't make them of the devil. That was their choice. And it's plainly written in the front of their translation. So you can check it out. Why did they do what they did? The New American Standard is oftentimes referred to as the most literal word-for-word translation that exists. But they used a different manuscript source than the King James Version because they thought that the newer or the older manuscripts were better. When you start talking to me about that, then we're talking translation issues. Otherwise, we're just talking Ford and Chevy. All right. I made you all mad. Let's go on. I have always, for me, I teach and preach from the King James Version because that's what I know. That's what I grew up with. But I study from good word-for-word translations. I know where they came from. I know why the differences are there. And at times, they show me insight to what I couldn't see otherwise. So I use a cross-section of translations because I'm not an expert in Greek and I'm not an expert in Hebrew, but it opens up the door for me to take a look at. And if I don't like what other translations say, I discard them. If the Ford doesn't go, I drive the Chevy. And here I am in a Honda. Okay, so. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Power of the Cross Radio. If you enjoyed this teaching, we ask that you would follow us on our social media platforms to help us grow. For YouTube and Facebook, just search for Power of the Cross Radio and you will find us. Then, follow that account. Also, be sure to tune in to our radio stream at www.cross.radio. We bring you the best sermons and Christian music mix on the internet today. Free radio apps are available in the Google Play and Apple stores. Just simply search for Power of the Cross Radio. Have a blessed day and hope you join us again soon. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. Visit them on the web at www.cfministry.com.